Hello everyone and welcome to another Game Reactor Quick Look. I absolutely adore the OnePlus Nord 2. Sure, the company in general is going in some odd directions through the, the more firm merger with their sister or mother company, Oppo, depending on how, depends on how you look at it, which means that Oxygen OS is kind of being like changed into something else entirely and some of the, the like design decisions from Oppo phones is now making their way into OnePlus phones. It is quite frankly difficult to say whether or not the stuff you love about OnePlus potentially is going to stay the same or remain the same um, throughout the, the next couple of years. For one, the OnePlus 10 Pro launched first in China, as far as I can tell, a complete first for the company. It's out now in China instead of doing a global launch like they used to do for, at least for as far as I can remember back, like the six, the seven, the eight, and the nine. Um, at least we do get, we don't have the OnePlus 10 Pro yet, oddly enough, it's even a collaboration with Hasselblad, which is a Swedish camera company, but they launched it in China. It's a complete different thing. That's actually not what we're talking about here. And regardless of how you feel about OnePlus, one thing you can say is the Nord 2 was just bang for the buck, really a good deal. Like an extremely capable phone. Also thanks to their new deal with MediaTek, who provided the SoC for it, providing the blindingly fast speeds, great reliability, clean software at a really competitive price point, just like the original Nord did some years back. Now, we really like the Nord 2. I think we gave it a 10. So now we find ourselves in the odd position of having to take a look at the Nord 2, but not the Nord 2. This is the Nord 2 CE or the Nord, uh, Nord CE 2, which is essentially just a Nord greatest hits with a few small changes, but mainly what we have here is a new Nord. A Nord CE, which uh, still is really easy to recommend and very easy to love. So let's go over why. First of all, they claim that this is the slimmest, I think maybe OnePlus slimmest at 7.8 millimeters thin. It is absolutely tiny. It still retains the same basic um, panel, which I think is great. So that means that it's a 6.43 inch panel. What most people would describe as the absolute sweet spot for a phone panel size. Um, and it retains, again, a lot of the stuff that you just love about a Nord. So for one, it comes with this, which is funny enough, the charger in the box the full 60 watt 65 watt fast charging brick is in the box is it called like the uh, the warp charging that you before uh, that you used to know from uh, oneplus phones of old no now in a consolidated move it is superbook like on oppo and it's gone from usb type c to usb type a to c also really odd but you get the charger in the box that's great there is also obviously a lot of other big, like big retainers here, which a lot of people are going to appreciate. So a 45 milliamp hour battery, which is great and will probably last you those 1.5 to two hour, uh, two day in, on a single charge. You get the MediaTek 900 chipset. Um, as I said, the 6.43 inch um, 
panel is a 90 hertz AMOLED display supporting HDR10+, and has a 409 PPI pixel density, which is nice, and it runs in 1080p, so that's 2400 by uh, 1080, which was great on the original Nord, and we're or Nord 2, and we're expecting the same on the Nord CE2, and it is also fit with Gorilla Glass 5. What we basically don't know as I'm recording this is whether or not they will seek a complete and true IP um, water and dust certification rating. Um, sometimes OnePlus has chosen to get it in specific territories and sometimes they've chosen not to go get it. Instead, just really trying to hammer home the point to the consumer that they do have a water and dust resistant design. It's just they haven't paid extra to get it completely certified. Um, the wireless charging stuff is seemingly still missing, which is a shame. I would love to see a Nord with wireless charging because it's just something that I've incorporated into my life now. Um, but inside here, we find, as I said, the uh, the MediaTek 900 chipset, which is night, nice. it comes with a Mali G64 GPU. So you really shouldn't expect any slowdowns or anything. At least when we ran the original Nord 2, it just ran flawlessly and is a great alternative to Qualcomm's near domination of Android-based smartphones. So that is really nice to see as well. Um, you also get some of the cool stuff, again, like a headphone jack. You have a headphone jack right there. You also have expandable storage up to one terabyte and two SIM cards, which is great. You get Wi-Fi 6, which a lot of people will be happy about, 5G, which I don't think there's a lot of people that will be happy about. You get either six or eight gigs of RAM. You get 128 gigs of storage, and it weighs 173 grams. I think it's quite light. I like the around 200 grams. That, that, it's a bit more heft, and it just means that like quite instinctively, you feel it to be more robust. This is on the lighter side. Um, but yes, yeah, I said 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. A lot of people are going to be happy about that, as well as Bluetooth 5.2. All of the things that we are happy about. So in terms of these cameras here, there is actually three, but we're going to discount the third one because it's not a three camera setup. Let's not kid ourselves here. We have the full main 64 megapixel uh, camera, um, which is uh, essentially the standard wide. We've taken some shots of it uh, using the original Nord 2, and it actually looks rather nice. Then you have this, which is a, uh, a, an eight megapixel ultra wide. A, we currently actually don't know how wide it is, but considering the size of the sensor, I'm hoping that it is that 118 to 120 degrees or a true ultra wide instead of that 110 ultra wide that some manufacturers are trying to pawn off as a true ultra wide and it really really isn't um the main uh sensor is using the sony imx 471 um sensor array so it is kind of a budget thing but again we saw pretty well lit shots most of the time um they've also really tried to add features and to adjust some of the sort of bokeh levels and color saturation and light gathering uh, capabilities of the sensor compared to the Nord 2. So there is uh, uh, um, enhanced nightscape photos, portraits with bokeh flare filters, that kind of stuff. Um, OnePlus is focusing more and more broadly on photography, which is great. Um, how well it pans out for the Nord CE2 is very early, so we don't really know that yet. Um, for now, Again, the discounted third lens there at the top is actually a two megapixel macro for macro shots. 
But as we've seen with the iPhone, for instance, that can take macro shots using the standard wide, or in some cases, the ultra wide, this is really so they can just call it a triple camera setup and it really is useless. It's kind of like of having a black and white uh, lens there to help with black and white shots. It's, I think it was someone from Android Central, I can't quite recall, that calls these kind of cameras sticker cameras because you just slap them on there in order to market the phone as a triple camera phone when it really actively isn't. It can at least record 4K 30 FPS, which is great. Um, so hopefully you'll get everything you want and more out of the Nord CE2. For now, it's the OnePlus proposition, isn't it? Great panel, speedy panel, not 120 hertz, but 90 hertz. Nice build, a really fast charging, which you get in the box, even though it's now USB type A. A nice and solid battery, nice specifications all around, and at a competitive price point. We'll be able to tell you much more very soon about the Nord CE2, so stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for watching. See you on the next one.